Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everyone, and welcome back Hello. to Curio City. I'm Lauren. I'm Adam. And I'm your host, and Adam is your co-host, is my co-host. <laughs> he, uh, he, if you're new here, he comes on for the intros right now. Mm-hmm. He, he gets a, you get the first fresh, like, ears on. I do. On the episode. I feel so lucky to be able to get the behind the scenes, too, because I know there's a tiny bit of editing that goes into things, but I feel like it's just... I get to know the conversations that you're having with people and yeah. how they influence the conversations that we have in person. And that's just like so fun for me. Yeah. Because so- I feel like I get the I get the secret side of it. I get like I get the context without even having the conversation with you about the podcast episode. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. it's fun. So so for those who are like new here, that's like kind of what we do. We do the intros mm-hmm. with together and then I do um, most of the episodes with the, the, the guests. I do the interviews myself. Yeah. So you've been doing such a great job. Honestly, oh, you're such you. a good interviewer. It's so fun to listen to you actually just like work through your questions and really like actually give people a beautiful narrative on the people that you have on the podcast. I well, think you do amazing research and you're such a good interviewer. Well, thank you. And the reason why like we want you on every intro is because not a lot of guys with your check boxes of white guys, straight guy, all these things have such good opinions and perspectives. <laughs> so oh, we uh, shove microphones in front of Adam's face to make sure that his voice is heard. Oh, so that's okay. what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, but today we are, uh, you're about to hear from Ashley Clemens, who she is just, she's a powerhouse, such a fun. She's so sweet. Yeah. She's so like knowledgeable mm-hmm. in, and things that are health, fitness. Um, but and she's, she's also, experienced. Like she yeah. just has time in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to like go through a little bit of like what we talk about and then we're going to get Adam's perspective of the conversation. So obviously, like I said, her name is Ashley Clemens. She's a health coach, nutritionist and personal trainer. Mm -hmm. Um, Her mission is to help people achieve their healthiest and happiest selves. Um, Ashley's journey was influenced by 90s dieting culture and um, a childhood loss, which we get into. um, Mm. Very fascinating going into all that. And um, she talks about the key, the key principles for a balanced and healthy lifestyle. And we just kind of like went in hard in the paint for those sort of things. Um, we talked about her upcoming course launch, uh, Empowering Women in Health Optimization. And um, obviously the conversation was all over the place when it comes to nutrition, fitness, and longevity strategies. We kind of like put it all in one like conversation and we're able to kind of cover it all. I feel like this one was so much of her experience and your questions that were so amazing. You sharing your experiences, but it was also like very tangible. Mm. Like there's a lot of actual practicality to this episode that I really don't, I don't always see in the rest of them because there's so many people that are about 
just creativity and the art right. that they make, but the art that she makes is like a lesson plan. Answers. It is yeah. she is a teacher. There's an art to the way that she teaches, and I think that's really neat. Yeah, totally. I completely agree. It was one of my favorite conversations in that way mm-hmm. that I felt like if once you hear this, like you're going to write certain things down to remember yep. to do later yep. or to add to your life, which is the kind of episodes that I personally list or the podcast that I personally listen to. Um, so it was like, I was, it was riveting. I was telling Adam, I was riveting having a conversation where I felt like it was one that I would in my current season of life be listening to, which was fascinating. Um, and then we, lastly, we just talked about, um, just well-being, lifelong learning and the pursuit of happiness through health. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, you already kind of gave your, your input a little bit and I, I like hearing your perspective, but yeah, yeah. anything else that you want to kind of touch on before we listen? Well, I thought it was so interesting, her response to your question about curiosity in the space that she crafts in the communities that she's built, because like, mm. I feel like that's not exactly an obvious question to ask somebody who's in the fitness space. There's not much room for curiosity. It's all very like linear and technical and you have macros to hit and you've got things to do every day and it's grind, 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 it whether you like it or not yeah and to introduce curiosity into that and her answer to it i think was just so profound Mm -hmm. to me just because like she she really did bring it back to her own experience and her own humanity and i think i think you guys listening are really going to enjoy that facet of the conversation and i know it comes toward the end so you kind of got to hang in there for a minute but it really is worth listening to um And also just like, I love that you guys were able to get into the whole body positivity movement and the Mm. way that your perception is on it coming from somebody who's been in a perpetual state of trying to put weight on. Mm. Um, And you guys were able to craft it so nicely into, into the conversation through your journey out of veganism and her little, you know, dabble into uh, a a more plant-based diet as she puts it. Um, I think it's just really cool to see you guys following the research and like, just really not only following intuition because i feel like that can be dismissive on occasion Mm -hmm. but like really digging into and doing the work to find what is going to work best for the both of you and to see it come from two different places and land in somewhere similar and you guys have so much in common it's just it's it's such a cool episode yeah and i think the the point of it's fascinating for both of us like we were mm-hmm. we were both kind of like just like geeking out on things and that was fun because yeah. we've both been into health since we were young kids and as you guys yeah. will hear you know something kind of tragic happened in her childhood i kind of mentioned it that a childhood you know a loss that she had mm-hmm. and um that kind of set her on this path of like health and determining you know what causes disease and things like that and that's something I kind of stumbled upon when I was young because I was dealing with acne. And mm-hmm. so I think having something where we were both young when we got into it was cool to see how it has turned out for the both of us mm-hmm. and like how our interests have kind of fleshed out as adults. Um, but yeah, I think you guys are going to really like this episode. Ashley is amazing. Yeah, she is. All of her... Um, Obviously, follow her on all her things. All that's in the description, of course, of the the podcast episode. Um, and we want to remind you guys, as always, to please rate and review. It does help us a lot. Follow the podcast wherever yeah, you listen. Helps, um, helps people like yourself find the podcast. And sharing is caring. And <laughs> it really does help us a lot. So that's all I'll say for now. Uh, you guys yeah. can listen to the episode. And we'll see you on the other side. Bye, guys.
pay. Actually, before we dive in, I do need to tell you about what I'm drinking. No, it's not coffee, but it is matcha. And not just any matcha, it's Blossoms Matcha. And you've heard we've talked about them before. And now we have Curious Cuties also drinking Blossom with us, which I love. And so let me back up. If you are an avid coffee drinker and you just chugged your morning coffee and you know the jitters are on their way and will be in full effect by the end of this episode, it's time to make that switch. Whether it's matcha, whether it's chai, Blossom Oat Milk Lattes are a delicious way to get the energy and focus that you want from your coffee without the and the crash. It's perfect for you, but it's also a perfect gift for Christmas. Add it to your wish list or get it for somebody you love. Get 20% off your latte mix at drinkblossom.com with the code CurioCity. That's drinkblossom.com with the code CurioCity for 20% off. Welcome. Welcome to Curio City. Thank you so much. Okay, so Ashley, you are a fitness guru. Yeah. You are a health coach. Like this is like all the things that you are. I've been following you obviously on your socials for years. I've known you for years. Um, first question. Yeah. How excited are you that I'm no longer vegan? <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. Like no judgment. Yeah. No, no judgment I whatsoever. Know. I know. But really, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. It's been like a really gradual, natural process. Yeah. Like from the outside looking in. Obviously, I don't know everything, but it right. feels like it's been super natural. It Yes, you. it was. You know, I was I was vegan for, well, I was strict vegan for seven years. Mm-hmm. And then I introduced eggs. And uh, technically, I guess that would be my slippery slope that I fell down. Because once I introduced eggs, it's just kind of like led to some other things so anyway I'm no longer vegan I'm I'm really really not vegan because <laughs> really? some people yeah. you know are still kind of like plant-based because like they were icked out by meat or they never enjoyed the taste all that much yeah. so it's kind of like a diligence like a like a yeah I guess a diligence some yeah. people have to like eating meat they like make sure they do for me I gotta make sure I eat other things then like um, wait so how did you feel after you ate eggs initially <laughs> okay eggs if that was the first thing it yeah. was no it was so with eggs it was like wow this is I mean delicious it's what well, I had been craving eggs I was seeing like people getting like at brunches and stuff mm-hmm. I was like okay this looks amazing so I'm gonna need to try this at some point like I'm gonna I hadn't even like I went vegan when I was 21 mm-hmm. I think and so I really hadn't spent any of my like real adult life being like eating anything besides like vegan foods didn't know how to cook things that were like non-vegan like all these different stuff so having eggs it was like it felt luxurious because <laughs> yeah. it was like a main brunch item so once I could have yeah once I could have that I felt like I was like part of society again which is kind of weird it's in so many things it's too. in so many things ordering it it's just like made within yes so i'm sure you had to kind of like check labels and ingredients yes i did for. that for years and like so on the physical side of things when i introduced everything back in it's like to be honest i didn't feel a whole big change mm-hmm. um well i will say i feel like my libido actually went up pretty drastically yeah that was the pretty suddenly on a physical 
level, mm-hmm. yes. There was a lot of emotional change for me. Um, and I don't know. In some ways, I felt like I had... It, actually, it's like very overarching for that season of my life. But I feel like I had kind of numbed myself down to a lot of different emotions. Like anger, mm-hmm. sadness, but specifically anger was the first one that I was like, I haven't felt angry in like years. And as I started eating like animal products, I feel like I got more energy and I was no longer having to just like, rest, like store up so much energy and like, um, I felt like I had more energy to feel my feelings. I had more energy to express them, to physically move my body more. So I think it just like, it surprised me that there was a lot of un like covering some other emotions that like having eating like animal products like kind of brought out and I was like is this first of all I was like is this wrong like did I make a wrong choice because I'm like feeling all these feelings like why is this happening Mm -hmm. but then like the longer I have been eating meat it's obviously calmed down it's not so crazy anymore but like also I think looking back I'm like no I just think there's a lot I had been suppressing and I just quite honestly didn't have enough energy to feel yeah (laughs) so that was interesting that's so interesting like yeah. it sounds like you almost just in that was a way that you conserved energy it was, was it to was. not express yourself fully yes yep because I always and I talk yep. about this a lot not to change because I feel like it's so interesting the yeah the transition to eating meat again but I talk about this a lot with women who under eat mm-hmm. and how yeah you can survive you're not starving yourself here right it's not like Right. That extreme. But if you're eating enough under where you really need to thrive over the course of years like that, your body will cut corners because you're still it's yeah. trying to maintain that homeostasis. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's one way. It's like in so. sneaky ways that you might just not notice until you make a drastic change like that. Where yep. all of a sudden you're like, whoa, that was one way I was just conserving energy. I think so, which is kind of strange. You would think, oh, I would think that the way I would conserve energy is like through my like thoughts and brain, but no, that always stayed on lock. Like I was like, you know, cause I had transformed and evolved a lot over yeah. those years. I was vegan. Like I, I changed a lot of my like morale, even like yeah. there's so many things that I had gone through. So that was still working, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, you're right. Like the corners that were being cut were like my emotional capacity for, Stress. for other things. Yeah. Like, I was so internalized, I think, Mm -hmm. that I had no, I guess I, another way we could put it is that I just didn't have enough energy to externalize anything. So anyway, so I found that really fascinating. That is so And I know you're always like, the reason why I even bring this up for everyone listening is because, you know, you have posted in in the past and even Mm -hmm. like currently you post the things it's like the vegan meats versus like, you know, a beef burger, whatever, like just the different like nutritional values, different things like that. And I obviously saw that when I was vegan and I had my own like lenses. I was like seeing that through too. Yeah. And like I own reaction, I'm my sure. own reaction. Mm-hmm. And now like, it's just funny because it just shows how much you can like just tra- transform via like research. Like I said this in a, another conversation I had recently that I think I did make the best informed decision when I went vegan because at the time the research that I was coming across was showing that it was a great idea. Yeah. But as we evolve, so does science, so does research, so Mm -hmm. does like the studies that go on. And so 
as the years have gone by, more things have come out that have been like, oh, well, actually, perhaps if you're like getting your your products from like these ethical farms or like I, we yeah. could go on into this for like for forever. So yeah. I'll try not to keep talking about this. But anyway, as I was coming across those things, I was like, oh, OK, there's more information out there. Uncover. I can evolve as the information that I'm digesting also evolves yeah which is the that's the that's the beauty of growing and learning I still have people that followed me before I I mean when I first started my Instagram page when I was still teaching and I was more plant-based I wasn't a vegan by any stretch of the imagination or even vegetarian but I was definitely more Mm plant-based and the things I shared were so plant forward yeah yeah yeah. you know what I mean yeah yeah it was like this I was the smoothie queen I mean I was okay inventing new smoothies every day and And so this was like what 10 12 years ago I would say maybe eight okay for me roughly that makes sense though of that time and same thing for me being vegan it's like it It was was very getting a lot of attention veggie forward forward, plant forward (laughs) and so you know and I was experimenting at the time I had never eaten tempeh or tofu I Mm -hmm. never grew up eating seitan or anything like that so I was experimenting with those things and similarly probably being influenced by that more vegan vegetarian um, culture and I gave it a try I think I noticed changes, not positive, but like negative changes in my skin and my hair over Mm, time. Okay. I wouldn't say I did it long enough to notice anything because I still was eating meat just a lot less and a lot higher carbon fat intake. And um, it took a little while to notice, but I felt very dry Mm -hmm. and just those changes in my skin and my hair and my nails. And um, eventually I just, like you, started to look into educate myself and experiment. Right. And I just feel best when I eat a little bit. I still think it's, it's plant. Plants are really important. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It's not that it's just, you know, whole food based. Yes. Like yes. Natural sources of all foods, you know, animal products and plant products. Yes. Kind of find a happy medium. But if I learn something down the line, that changes my opinion, of course, like, you're I'll, open I'll to the stu- like yeah. the research studies. The, yeah. I think when you become so like dogmatic about right. it or you're like making general blanket statements, that's when you have to be like questioning right. and fearful. It's like mm, you're a little too attached to this. You can't get yeah. emotionally attached. No, which it's I just did, obviously. Yeah. I mean, veganism is just so funny because it was for me another – it was it was like religion, right? An like identity. It, it was another identity, mm-hmm. of course. It was another community that I f- felt like I had, yeah, you know. That's true. And feeling like, especially coming out of being in the Christian music industry, being in the vegan community, I was like, well, I still have like a place in this world, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, felt safe. Felt safe. Felt like yeah. I was like following the rules of something. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So then, as you loosen that up, and like I'm. I've talked about this a lot, but like now like being 30 and just like realizing there's like so much ah, life is just so much better in the nuance and mm-hmm. in the like balance of things. Like it's just, yeah, it was a, basically it was a trauma response for me in a lot of ways to gravitate towards like the black and white yeah. and like the hard, fast rules. It just made me feel safe in the world. I totally get And now I'm that. 
way more open. But anyway, okay, let's yeah. let's let's talk about you. Okay, <laughs> enough about me. My God, <laughs> um, can you share more about your personal journey, right, and how you became a health coach, nutritionist, and you know, a personal trainer? Of course, I would love to. Well, I actually grew up always wanting to be a teacher. Oh my so God! Okay, I was like very just. It was a straight line. Like I kind of, you you know what your life is going to look like. You know, it's like <laughs> go to school. I went to a school that was known for education program. Okay. And fell in love with student teaching. Oh, wow. Got involved in all these clubs I in college. I could see that for you. Like I was like, rah, rah. Like <laughs> going to be an elementary school teacher since I was like seven. Oh my God. So okay. I just never had a, like You kind of still are like doing that. That's what I always say. I had no other interest. Like that was 100% going to be it. And I loved teaching. Yeah. And I actually became, after a couple years, an instructional leader in my school and got to work with adults a little bit too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, but you know, the talk that I would have with my colleagues was Sometimes we would talk about like our in another world. I just remember mm. having that conversation because I worked in a high performing charter school that was really fast paced. Okay. I worked 80 hours a week. Oh, I gosh. was stressed. I was sick and oh, I word. still was somehow working out. I really don't know how. Um, wow. But it was just like not very much social life or free time. Yeah. And but we would talk about like, you know, what's Instagram was just starting kind of starting. Yeah. And Kayla had seen us was like the, do you know yes. her, the Australian yes. girl? She was like, I remember just being fast. There wasn't a lot to follow. I no. was so fascinated. I was like, that would be my <laughs> Your dream. dream, yeah. I was like, I would, if I could, like as oh if it gosh. was so unachievable. Right, well. But when you have only gone to school for one thing. Your one track mind. You yeah. just don't imagine. And obviously you don't go into teaching to make money. Like right. it's not, <laughs> you're just not business minded, you right. know? So it's just that I feel like that background is somewhat interesting yeah. because yeah, it is. I just ended up making a huge leap, like long story short, quitting my job and starting from ground zero. Oh my gosh. In educating myself, like starting with a personal training certification. Cause yeah. that's like something you how can you do get going within less than a year. Yeah. Right. And kind of get going. I, um, called when I moved to Nashville, I called gyms around the city oh, and okay. just was like, I'm not certified. <laughs> like, can <laughs> I like, let me, yeah, yeah, a lot of pe- owners were just like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you got, good. but you got your foot in the door. But somebody let me in. I yeah. like he's he's the best. Um, he's been working in Nashville, um, for a long time, and he's like, sure, come in and shadow and yeah, whatever. But go- going from you know six five years in a career mm-hmm. that you've kind of accelerated in, and you, I had all this confidence built, and yeah. then just making a one eighty and being like, I'm gonna make minimum wage and basically that's hard yeah like don't know what I'm doing it Taking was a the big, risk it, yeah a big risk but within a few years like I got to build my confidence you know came back up yeah with experience and yeah. it was the best thing ever because I felt like I brought my experience from teaching right people skills yep and I just teach instead of kindergarten right <laughs> I teach you know people how to like older people <laughs> yeah adults how to like eat and exercise and another thing I'm passionate about so it yeah. feels very even though it was such a sh- like huge shift lifestyle wise yeah. and like personal a lot of personal growth to kind of make that big shift it's very aligned yeah and it was still like looking in hindsight it's very was like it makes sense. A natural progression yeah. yeah like take your other passion use and move it have, here you'll be okay right and yeah. I feel like that makes you so good at what you do in like a way that 
people that you work with, like your clients, I'm sure are so grateful because you're not just teaching them. You're not just like showing them like moves to do. You're like showing them how to implement it into their life. And I think that's like the most rewarding thing, you know, where they feel like they have the tools to live their lives and like change what they want to and implement. Yeah. Other things definitely evolved to be. I started out as a trainer and it was much more fitness focused. Mm -hmm. And then as I continued getting certifications and educating myself and obviously my own journey, right. You know, then the nutrition piece came in and over the years now, after working with hundreds of women, it's very much a coaching, like life coaching type of relationship. I'm a health coach, but I feel like a lot of my clients will say this is like therapy and I'm like, yeah. I'm not <laughs> it, be, it, it feels like that for yeah. me too, where it's, it's really a personal accountability journey, right? but also just helping people, you know, find what works for them. Yeah. Cause everybody's different and yeah. like almost give you that permission to like, Hey, I'm going to teach you some things, find what works for you. And the goal is that you feel empowered to, you know, continue on your own. Yeah. It's, it's really what it's kind of evolved to be, which is so fun. I love, I love that. Okay. What motivated you to create the fit life community and your virtual coaching program? Yeah. I think the experience working with so many women with different goals and right, you know, realizing that we all individuality. Yeah. It's like, this is not one size fits all. Right. But also we all at the same time, like we need that customization, but also we all need the same things. We need accountability. Right like support yeah understand like that relationship like I just mentioned is so important the trust because it does get vulnerable and this is so much more than what to eat or following a workout program it's like what happened (laughs) let's let's break it down you know like (laughs) yeah it is truly like conversations like that that's why it feels like therapy it does and I think being in a like-minded community knowing everyone is trying to better themselves our goals might be different Mm -hmm. and the journey might be different but having that like place to come back to yeah and knowing that like okay everyone's in this together Mm -hmm. and like a safe space to ask questions I feel like that helps me help my clients because then they can ask questions I always say in the community it's like ask questions that you don't care about what I think but you care about you want to crowdsource yeah (laughs) you know I think that's important to getting like your like peer reviews yeah almost there's women that are in my community that I've worked with for like six years and have been do- at this for a long time. They have yeah. a lot of great value to share. Yeah. That's better also, than they have, what I have to say. Sometimes. And they have different experiences than mm-hmm. you sometimes as well. Like, I don't know. I'm sure you work with people who have had children yes. people who, and like, that's something that your physical body has never been through. It's I was like, just going to say that. That's just, it, they have other people that they can relate to. Yes. Where it's like, well, oh, you understand because we've been through X, Y, Z. Yes. The moms. Yeah. Right. Or the people who are entrepreneurs like me who are super busy. There's like a wide spectrum. Yeah. So I think having a community is so key. Yeah. For that and realizing that this is not just a workout program. Like we're actually all trying to learn. And I love right. it. It's, it's also because as a community now, um, it reminds me of what you do a little bit. Like curiosity. Like yeah. we're, I'm sharing research as I learn it. Right. And it's like. I don't know everything, but I'm going to share it and let's yep. start the conversation. And then when we have like a live coaching call, we can kind of talk more about it. Oh, I I'll love that. So it's kind of like everyone's it's the same to geek ethos. out about wellness. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. So for curious cuties who are listening, like, you know, it's the same ethos there. So maybe check it out, which of course we'll put all the stuff 
in the description of the podcast. But um, okay, so what are some key principles or strategies you emphasize um, to help people build balanced and healthy lifestyles? I think that one is patience with yourself. Um, I think that has to come first because usually when you go to like invest in yourself Mm -hmm. and, or you get to the point where you're so ready for a change, you're like desperate for help and kind of sick of your own stuff, right? You, it's a great place to be because it's like, we're at this precipice. It's like, there's opportunity, growth, change is going to happen. It's exciting, but people end up. And I'm like this too. I'm sure you can relate. Like you want to do everything all at once. And then we're hard on ourselves. It's like this all or nothing mentality. And it's like, I end up having to like reel it people back back. more than anything. Cause I want, I always say to everyone, I'm like, I want you to get to the end of week one. Right. And not feel like a failure already. Like that defeats the whole purpose. We're going to be at this for life. Right. Like you're not going to. This is your the rest of your life yep. here. We're not going to just, you're not just going to give up. So let's start so s- slow and gradual enough and be patient enough that you get to the end of week one and are like, all right, bring it on. Like what yeah. else you got? Yeah. Like you feel successful because building the momentum is the hardest part. But when, ev- when you it set is. 50 goals, I can't tell you how many people are like, I'm going to do this every day. And it's like, do we really? do anything? Yeah. What, how much? How many things do we do every day? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe make coffee in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Honestly. like, do we really have to go all in like that? Like, yeah. Can we just set a realistic goal first. Yep. And build that momentum. So mm. not. I don't know if everyone would agree with that approach, but I think sure. that's like a key principle. Is like baby steps. We got to build Patience. momentum. In yeah. my experience, I feel like that results in long term success. I love that. Not feeling yeah. Like a failure right off the bat. Right. And giving up too soon. Because you can do, you can implement those 50 things for about three days and then you're like, it's I'm like worn zero, out. Zero to 60 back to zero. Yeah. Or just go 80 miles, you know, 80%. Yeah. But for months. And now it's like, yeah, we might have only lost a few pounds yep. a month, mm-hmm. but like, okay, we're d- six months went by. We're right. We're at our goal now. Right. And you feel good the whole time. Right. You're not restricted. You know, right. that's like the best compliment. I don't think my clients look at it like a compliment to me, but, <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, it's the best compliment when they're like, this doesn't feel that like hard. hard. Like I'm not starving. Like I thought this is, I need more I thought pain. I was going to be tortured. Yeah. You know, but like, you just can't. You want to make it. it a lifestyle and not like yeah. boot camp forever. I know. I just, I think it's human nature a little bit to it crave is. the extremes. We, we want to feel like we did something. We want to sweat. We want to, you know, we want to feel like we worked hard. Well, it's that immediate gratification kind of thing. We're like, well, if I can work extra hard and get like an immediate result, then that's like going to feel really good. But usually that doesn't last. Yeah. It's like, let's, we can feel like that. But yeah. we also just don't need to suffer. We don't need to approach this with like an, a mindset that we're expecting to suffer. Right. And struggle. I like you that. Know, we can enjoy our life and find that balance. And you're not going to get it overnight. I'm still working on it. And it's, I've been at this for more than a decade now, but I, it's, it's slow and steady wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how do you define happiness in the context of health and wellness? Ooh, I like that one. I think having, I think you feel happiness when you feel even whether things go well Mm. or not, you still feel motivated to pick up the next day or the next choice 
and like do something for yourself mm. and take care of yourself. You yeah. know, it's like um, an example would be after sometimes people get discouraged when they fall off, right? Or mm. they went on vacation or something in their health and wellness like didn't go as planned right. with their regular life, right? Mm-hmm. But if you've found happiness in your regular life, then you're excited to get back to your routine. Right. And it's like, no big deal. Okay, had some wine in Italy. Great. Like, <laughs> I would hope you do. Yay. Right? Yeah. And then you might feel, yeah, you might feel a little tired and not yeah. like your healthiest self. Yeah. But you hopefully enjoy the healthy, balanced life you've created enough that you're like excited to get back on Monday yeah. and go to your workout and prep your healthy food and get back to the grocery store. And hopefully you felt amazing in in Italy because you had preps like your body to be able to walk around a bunch. That's such a good point. Like you were able to enjoy it more because you had taken care of your body beforehand. Yes. It's like if you do what's good for your body most of the time I like to use that word right it's like yeah. not a hundred like perfectly strict where we like I mean we're miserable. drinking espresso martinis that's I like mean, not yeah. ideal for our health we're but like it's also good for our day. soul exactly <laughs> and it's like you're not doing it every day most of what you do if it makes mm-hmm. you feel good then you get to that vacation or you get to that weekend and yep I don't think twice about ordering a few appetizers yeah like at all right you know because like this morning I had hard boiled eggs and yeah, you know, right. you're in your routine. You're routine. in your like regime. Yeah. yeah. So personally, that's what I think is like, that's the ultimate win. You're like the happiness is like, resu- like revolves around your ability to live out your life. Yeah. Yeah. And be excited for that routine and balance that you've built. I love that. And enough that you want to get back to it. It's like nothing ever kicks you off the wagon forever it's like you just pick back up the next day and finding the things that I feel like you like too Mm -hmm. I mean we can get into that at some point but like I feel like so many people are given this idea of what's like right for them for like for working out or for routines you know we get served so many morning routines and ideal whatever's and it's like it's not gonna work for everybody like Mm -mm. you're gonna have to find yours and I feel like I'm in I am in the constant state I think it's because I'm maybe a Virgo. Who knows? I'm in a constant state of like trying to figure out my ideal Same. routine or ideal morning routine. I'm just like adding all these different things. I take away things. But like at the end of the day, like I feel like trusting your body too and like yeah. listening to what feels good, and what you are able to return to that you want to return to. Yeah. If you're just like doing these things that feel like torture every day of like your life or your routine, then you're not going to want to return back to that after you come back from Italy. No. You're like, why would I? Yeah. Because I hated it the whole I time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I'm always experimenting. It's like I need to probably chill and just get <laughs> But I have fun doing that. Yeah. Like I do it because I like it. Like I like to say, oh, like Lauren, I heard does yeah xyz it's like inspiring to hear different things i i love it i'm curious i want to know what you do try it see if i like it yeah and there you always end up going back to the things that work yes but if you're not constantly reflecting and evaluating then you know you can get into a rut so i think it's i think it's you know maybe that's just our personalities but like i said we i do it because it's fun i like it yeah (laughs) i'm like like, i love learning about what other people are doing i love to be like a fly on the wall i'm like "Mm, tell me like teach me i just want to know like let me try that yep exactly you're an experiment your like whole life and your whole body is like yeah an experiment that's definitely how i live i love that (laughs) (laughs) me too um okay so you mentioned that you were really influenced by 90s dieting culture Um, could you elaborate on like how, how you were and how that shaped your approach to your health coaching? 
Oh, yeah. I think the 90s, from my, what I recall, was like stick thin, mm-hmm. no curves, mm-hmm. like starving yourself, basically. Right. Like, I remember my mom did Atkins and she had some fast in the fridge. I mean, oh, gracious. I mean, I, I, I mean, remember. And then, special like, K special K. I was going to say was, special K. <laughs> I was totally doing that yeah. in high school. Me and my friends would come together and be like, okay. Let's just eat an apple and special case cereal. And like a little bar. Like, what? It's just crazy. But, the, I mean, there was no social media, but we right. had magazines and the commercials. And then I'm sure, you know, the people in our lives dieting. And right. you just thought that that was. That was like the pinnacle of like healthy. Of health, yes. And I just, I remember like really caring about that. Caring mm-hmm. about I too. health and what I looked like and, um, it's just not knowing better. You know, everybody was doing it at the time. And I mean, just looking like, back, though, too, it's like all those things were so processed besides crazy. the apple, of course. Yeah. But like all the like the special K, the little bars, like those the little meals. I'm like, how much processing oh my goes into that so stuff? Bad. And it was a lot of like move more, eat less, be as small as possible. Right. At least like that's how take I up the it. least amount of space as yes. possible. Yeah. So there was no such thing as lifting weights or right. being like, God forbid you work out and are healthy because you're confident in yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. actually feel fit. And like, it was just, it was a little, it was, it was like a form a of lot toxic. I was gonna say it's a little toxic. No, it was, it was, a, a lot toxic. It was big toxic. Yeah. And that definitely, I still find those thoughts creeping in yeah and I'm not like that anymore I'm I have yeah. a really good relationship with food and exercise now but it took a long time mm. and it's just it's so ingrained in our society it really is and we just are we are we have to constantly actually just talk to a client about this because we're going through a reverse diet which is this process of like you know if you've been dieting for a really long time and uh-huh. like under eating yeah the way to get yourself to be able to eat a lot more where uh-huh. you should, you know, be thriving is it's not slowly. to just jump it up. It's, it's slow. It's, you know, it sounds like a fancy thing. It's really just gradually eating yeah. more, you know, yeah. but if you've been ingrained with that dieting culture, right. you're like, women are so terrified of eating more. They mm. think like, and so I have to constantly have that conversation about like, Hey, what's wrong with fueling yourself? Yeah. You know, like we're actually, this is to help you feel your best you know and but we sometimes are still scared to like actually eat enough and take up space and take up space (laughs) you know do you work with um like clients that are let's say like born in the like early 2000s do they have a different like relationship or do you feel like they've been influenced by previous culture Ooh, that's a interesting question because yeah there it was different i think it shifted at some point to the curves okay um, obviously. And now we're know. like, though you probably have some Gen Z who are like, please give me an ass. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and, but now, you know what I think is that like my overview is that it's like combined where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I want to be as skinny as possible, but yeah. also have like this huge badonk And it's like, okay, do you realize those are two separate things? Yeah. Like, we have to eat to build You're going to have to eat a lot more. A lot. And it's like hard. It's hard to build muscle. As a woman, you have to eat. You have to train. Yes. And that process, you can't just like spot treat your body. You know, no. we're not waving a magic wand here. But yeah, you can't like eat towards a direction either. <laughs> like we're just, this is all going to go over there. <laughs> we can only hope. Like it's great. And then, you know, anywhere, if we, if you do have a fat loss goal, yeah. you know, that requires eating for a period of time and less, and that might shrink 
your gains. You yeah. Know? That might shrink the booty. Right. Which stinks, right? Because yeah. you're working so hard to like <laughs> grow it. So it's, it's you're like, we got to work on different yeah. things, different you times. Pick one. Yeah. Go all in. Yeah. And then, you know, it's a, it's a, that's why you said process. this is gradual. It's gradual. And there's like cycles and seasons of life. And you, but you just, that's funny that you said it's like the gen, maybe it's the generation. It probably is. Like yeah. We want everything to be, we want to wave a magic wand and look a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I, I'm like, I naturally am a very thin person. And so it's always been, I've always been on the outside of like a lot of, um, like routines and like things that people kind of put together because it's a lot about weight loss. Um, and it's not something I talk about a lot because it's very, it's isolating for other people when Mm -hmm. they hear it, when I, they hear me talking about it, but also it's like, I also just don't, I don't have a lot of verbiage because there's not a whole lot of conversation from people who want to put on weight and who want to like add you know there's not like I'm not I won't be coming to you I wouldn't be coming to you with being like I want to lose weight and grow a booty I'm like I literally just need to put on weight so like help you know what I mean and that's I feel like that's so that it's hard to find honestly it's just hard to find people who are like willing and like ready to have those conversations versus yeah so do you find like people in your community do you find like there there's any there that are like in that place yeah yeah I actually remember us talking about this I feel like you might remember like maybe a year ago or something where I might have mentioned like it's hard to eat enough and you were like nobody ever says yeah nobody talks about that no but it is and I think it comes up of course this maybe isn't like your specific experience but I do think sometimes it's more common that it comes up when people are trying to build muscle uh-huh. or build curves yeah and they don't realize how much they have to eat so much <laughs> and it's like oh so my gosh much food <laughs> you have to be intentional like yeah it's not easy especially if you just naturally don't have a big appetite yeah you know? or and like that much time or the time to the, prepare to, to make the food it's like okay you have time to maybe eat but I'm like okay but somebody has to make the food yes. like I can't just be yeah you gotta anyway. have the prep in there. yes yeah. that is that but takes a true. lot of discipline it's not but I think yeah it's you're it makes me, yeah, sad that that isn't more, <laughs> like, even if it's not particularly for you, like, you're not, have, don't have this goal of maybe putting on, like, a ton of muscle, but that you never hear anyone talk about. I, n- I don't. enough. Yeah. And if you were to bring it up, I mean, I'm sure people would have a problem with it. Yeah. On the grand, like, scale, like, grand scheme of things, like, I, I do think it would be, you know, this is, this is divulging into a whole other conversation, but, like, body positivity, yeah. uh, like, is sometimes like leaves out the skinny yeah, girls the skinny, it's like god forbid i speak up you know like ah, but then it's like it's hard to maintain a weight yeah but mm-hmm. then it's like i don't know they're like know your place i'm like wait i thought this was but body positive it's i a have a body struggle. like I, know. I literally have a body i know um it's but silly but you would you'd get hate for yeah it, for yeah that too so it's like yeah, I think I have, I don't experience that as much for sure. Of course, yeah. Are, it's in the minority for sure. But I do have people that reach out who are looking to that. They just don't, I, I think the words that are used are like, I want to learn how to eat. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds silly, but like, sure. just ha- I don't, we don't get taught nutrition, anything about nutrition in yeah. school. Right. So it's like, I, we all deserve to at least know how to fuel ourselves properly, yeah. yep. you know, on a basic level. And obviously there's tons of nuance and yeah. personal preference and goals that have to come into play, but we should at least know like 
how to prepare balanced meals, yep. how to, you know, grocery shop and, and just the basics, the fundamentals. Yeah. Right. And so, so we're not just eating um, a bar and an apple. Yeah. <laughs> we're watching, yeah, the Special K commercial. Right. Being like, hey, just Special K. Yeah, <laughs> literally a bowl of cereal. Great. Yeah, exactly. Like, we, no, should, we should know. And those people might not have a weight loss goal, but they're right. just like, I just want to make sure I'm optimizing my health right for longevity and for aging well and preventing disease and like I just want to be healthy yeah which yeah I love yeah I love that um okay I want to go into kind of like a I guess a deeper more serious mm-hmm. bit of your story so I know when you were young you lost mm-hmm. a friend due to cancer I did and you said you were like 10 when that happened I was 10 that's obviously life-changing for sure um do you want to go into that and like how that affected I mean, your mindset or your point of view on health and anything like that? Yeah, I think that it's, it's something, I think seeing, I lost my friend. Yeah. I was 10 and I think I saw that battle with cancer Mm -hmm. at a young age in hospitals Mm -hmm. and, and then it wasn't just that, you know, I think anyone who experiences or sees people in their life, you know, get sick. Yeah. In any, you know, mental health, physical health, Either you know, way, even yeah. just chronic illness. I think it affects you. Yeah. Um, especially when you're younger because you're fearful. And I right. hate, I don't like to tell people like, oh, I do this because I'm fearful. You know, it sounds yeah. like a negative thing to be, um, you know, fear, fear, but fear is a great motivator. Right. Um, yeah. And not in the sense that like, that's how I live my life mm. in fear, but I think it initially motivated me to... Um, be curious right like you know because at that age too it's like it's all confusing as well like you're just you probably were just learning so many things for the very first time like ever hearing what cancer is and hearing what disease is and like that just makes you be like okay I gotta know about this because I lost somebody due to this yeah you know yeah how are seeing it and um in my community where I grew up I saw a few people lose their parents mm. to cancer, and um, I don't know if that was normal, to be honest. I never yeah. really thought much deeper about it. It just happened to be my experience, and yeah. then I kind of grew up, and I didn't really think about it after yeah. the fact, but now that I have the career I have, yeah. and that I'm so motivated to, you know, prevent disease. Mm-hmm. And I'm think it's it's I think it's unusual to meet people in their twenties and thirties who are so focused on disease prevention because yeah. most people are just worried about their aesthetic and how yeah. they look and they're not thinking about what they're gonna feel like and function like when they're in their fifties. That's 60s. me. I'm like I'm kind of obsessed with that, which is yes. what motivates me completely. I th- and maybe I I will I will say maybe that is part of the the privilege of being like more like thin is that my motivation is mainly to do with health and long term and I will say like that's maybe a benefit of that and like a privilege I I guess yeah from that side of it that's true I never thought of that which is part of like why people like they're like I don't really care to hear your like perspective because like you're like not you're not worried about the current as much like I'm not so much worried about like right now and how it looks in this second Mm -hmm. but it does lead me to be kind of obsessed though about how I'm like I constantly think 
about how my knees are gonna feel when I'm 60 like I don't know why but like things like that and like my lower back like I'm just like always wanting to know how I can best care for myself because at that age I'm like I want to feel the best that I could possibly feel for sure. So anyway, I'm one of those people. <laughs> no, yeah. And I like, I love when I do talk to people who are younger that care about it and mm-hmm. think about it because it, it's so important. Yeah. Um, and I don't ever want to be this person who's like fear mongering. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't want it to be a negative thing, but I do think it's so important because as anyone know who's, knows who's lost a person in their life, mm-hmm. like at any point, life is short and you just never know what can happen. Yeah. Your life can change like this. So I think it's always been... Like, I've always been very grateful, I guess, for the health that I have and very aware that it can change in an instance. Mm -hmm. So, okay, when you don't want to go for your workout, Mm -hmm. like, you have the ability to do that. You should be grateful that you can move your body. Yes. And that, you know, and I guess I just always have had, maybe that experience shaped that perspective a little bit, but I've just always had that mindset of, you should be grateful that you can. You should be grateful. Like, you're grateful for your health. You're grateful for your health. That's the most important thing. Yeah. You don't have that. You have nothing. Yep. And I can't, and I might be a little bit not the fun sister at the party or not the fun daughter. Oh my God. I'm like, yeah. But the people I care about, I'm like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. But in the little control and, you know, <laughs> little control freak. But it's just out of a place of love and yeah. care because yeah. I think to feel really good as you age and be able to like keep up with your kids and your grandkids. Yeah is like the best, the biggest blessing. Yep. So if I can, you know, inspire people to care a little bit more and use something that maybe was unusual and a little traumatic. Yeah, um, of course. For a positive. Yeah. Then why not, you know? I love that. Uh, yeah. Thank you for sharing yeah, that, by course. the way. Yeah. Um, okay. Can you tell us more about your Fit Life um, membership and basically what participants can expect from that? Of course. I would love to. So in my FitLife membership or community, I kind of use those words interchangeably, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, I'm your coach. There's just me. Ashley. (laughs) Ashley Christine Clemens. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We'll use all of them. And I basically hop on a call and we game plan your custom goals. Okay. So what your nutrition goals look like, what your fitness goals look like, and anything else that's relevant to your life. You know, I have people that are dealing with chronic illness or autoimmune um, or an injury or really struggling with sleep and stress. I think that's a big one that yeah. doesn't get enough talk. Like we don't talk about that enough. Sleep and sleep stress. Sleep and stress. But, you know, huge. Yeah. Before They're you can huge. even start a workout program, it's like, let's tackle our, our Like habits. are you sleeping? Yeah. Because you're not going to get a good workout if you're yeah, not that, sleeping. Like, workouts are <laughs> not the priority. Right. You know? Exactly. Yep. So I have, so it's like a call where we break down what are your goals uh-huh. and you join the community, which is a private Facebook group. Okay. Um, and you get all the stuff, all the fun stuff, all my videos cool. and resources yeah. um, and join the fitness app. So that's like a, it's, it's private, it's like a, it's private. exclusive content that you're uploading there. Exclusive okay. content and okay. you get your own workout program through the app. Wow. And we just, we have a call where we just set you oh, up there's for an success. App? Yep. I have a fitness app where you can access your workouts. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay. So some people, if you're in Nashville, of course I can train you in person, person. which yeah. is fun, but most people are working out additionally on their own through the app or they're from another state and they're far away and they're following 
along with oh, the program. Cool. So it's a little bit of a hybrid. Okay. And then you basically in the FitLife membership, you ch- you choose your accountability level. Okay. So you just basically choose. <laughs> what does you that know, mean? Do you, You're like, check do you want me to call you, you every morning? It's or? hilarious <laughs> that you say that because it's like, um, yeah, do you want me to be your new best friend? That's hilarious. Every week. No, I promise I won't call you every day. I will leave you alone. Um, but yeah, weekly, <laughs> bi-monthly, or monthly, we have okay. like a one-on-one check-in. Okay. Yeah, well, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. It's custom and um, community-based, but you yeah. also get that one-on-one experience, however often <laughs> you actually <laughs> want to hear from me. That's so cool. So yeah. is the app called that as well, or what is it? No. The okay. app is separate. Okay. It's, it's something you get yes. after the membership. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I love that. That's so neat. So people are so Thank curious, you. cuties, you, if you're in Nashville, obviously get with Ashley but if you're not then you still can work with her which yeah. is really neat I like that you it. set that up I didn't know that thank cool. you yeah virtual coaching program I, yeah I mean you gotta like it can't all just be like local Mm-mm. like you have to be able to reach other people I really would love to plan a community thing though in Nashville yeah for people that are here though <gasps> you I should need help yeah I was gonna say let I me help like you yeah we could work together. Frame. That would be fun. With but yeah, that. it's nice to be able to reach more people virtually. Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. Um, so I want to know what are some common misconceptions um, or myths that about nutrition or um, fitness that you often like encounter like in your line of work? Um, and then how do you address them in, in your coaching? I think two come to mind right away. Okay. Two really big ones. Let's one hear. nutrition, one fitness. So, okay. Great. Okay. The fitness one, I guess I'll say first, because that's like the, everyone knows this or has heard it and maybe they still believe it or maybe they okay. don't, but like weightlifting is going to make you huge and bulky. I think people still need to hear still need to that hear it, this right? is not the truth. Yeah. Yes. And I could talk all day about muscle, but I will just say muscle is your friend. It is. It is metabolically active tissue. Mm -hmm. And it's not just your friend because it burns calories at rest, which is true, right? You're going to have faster metabolism. It's going to be good for getting lean and toned. It's going to help you with that. Yep. But lifting weights and focusing on building muscle is all about in my opinion, I almost look at it first and foremost as a benefit to anti-aging. Yeah. It's the key. Isn't it good you for know? your bones too? I was just going to say bone density when you lose yeah. weight. You improve your bone density. And as we age, the first thing we lose, if we lose our independence, right? If yeah. you think of like in your mind of just picture an elderly person yep. that has no independence or needs a walker or, or needs yep. support, it's because they lost their muscle <laughs> yeah. and they can't stand. And This is where my fear risk. really yes. comes in. Like I have a very, very deep fear of falling and maybe it again it's because of my small frame and I'm like if I don't if I don't work on this like I'm I'm really scared of that I don't know if it's like there was a past (laughs) ancestor that like fell but I don't know like that is a major thing so yeah bone density that's like a main thing that I feel like keeps like running through my mind because balance stability being able to like catch yourself if you slip like when you're 80 years old and have lost a lot of muscle that becomes something that really can mess up your life yeah whereas if you have a lot of muscle you are independent you like basically it's the antidote to aging right um and then another bonus which i just have to mention because i think this is so cool i just got a bunch of blood work done oh cool um, okay labs this summer i know i was talking to my doctor and um i I love this stuff this stuff is cool it's nerdy stuff (laughs) i am I knew I I was physically fit, but I didn't know if 
I was insulin sensitive enough. Sure. I know I eat well enough that I should be, but I also have a sweet tooth and I don't hold back. I'm not like 100% strict as we kind of talked about. Yeah. So yeah. I was, you know, I'm like, I got to keep up on this stuff and not yeah. let myself slip with too many blueberry muffins at the yeah. coffee shop. You, know? <laughs> I was like, you do love your muffins. I love my <laughs> Osa. Shout out. Actually, they're from Dozen. Dozen yeah. Them, right. But they sell <laughs> coffee. Um, and I love them. But... You know, insulin was good. And I asked her, I was like, you know, that's my downfall. I got to yeah. be careful with the sweets. And I'm glad that my ins- you know, my insulin score came back good. And she goes, you want to know why? It's because you have X, I don't remember the number, number of pounds of muscle. She was like, <gasps> the more muscle you have when you eat sugar, glucose, right? Yeah. Your muscles take that glucose up. Okay. Helps keep your blood sugar stable. And helps more muscle helps keep you insulin sensitive, which is what you want. Insulin resistance is when you right. stop, you know, your blood sugar is not regulated. Right. So she was like having that muscle mass and having this history of lifting for so long has helped you. You can get away with a little more <gasps> treats. And I'm not trying to promote that, but sure. you know, it's just true that and that's kind of I always wondered why are these Olympic athletes you know eating Skittles but some of them you know before they're or they can get away with you yeah. know, eating crazy stuff and you sub like intuitively you know it's because they're burning a bunch of calories yeah. obviously yeah. which is part of it but also if you have a lot of muscle your muscle is gonna take up that glucose because it needs it to maintain itself fascinating and it's just so cool I was like this is helping my long-term health too oh yeah and blood sugar stabilization is not like a fun topic but it's so important oh my gosh no no no! So, i love that i yeah. love that you brought that up because so many yeah. people i think that's huge in like the wellness space right now is 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 insulin like knowing your glucose yeah. levels the little the monitor. like monitor because yeah. at one point in my life i was um i was pre-diabetic actually that's what i was thinking of so pre-diabetes. i was pre-diabetic oh my gosh um i this was a long time ago that I, that I knew that I was. Um, but then I went paleo and then I, but paleo actually wasn't working for me. And I just, I don't know how I was doing it different than I'm like eating now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I went vegan and it actually helped a lot when I went vegan. So that's why I say like, I don't dog on the time that I was vegan. I think the beginning was actually very beneficial to me. Yeah. There's a lot of benefits I saw in the beginning. I think long-term it wasn't, I wasn't supposed to be vegan long-term. Yep. Um, and so therefore I, I did deal with some like negative and symptoms after a while. But in the, anyway, in the beginning, it actually was really good. I don't exactly know why, but I was pre-diabetic and it's something I'm always like aware of just because I was at Back one point. Your mind, yeah, you're like, let's keep an eye on that. Yeah. And I, um, so I'm always interested in, in knowing what's going on with like glucose and with all the things with wellness right now being so into that. I'm like, okay, should I be hyper aware of it? Should I like, should I get back on that train? And of course, like I am. Um, but I will say like, I, if I'm focused on getting enough protein in, I'm like feeling great. Like protein is like my go-to. Like I, I just feel so good on it. I mean, no matter, beyond just eating meat, right? There's other Mm -hmm. things that have protein. And so, um, I'm always incorporating that and like, anyway, so I I digress, but yeah. I love that. So I'm, I'm no longer so pre-diabetic. Yeah. And people <laughs> I'm good. And you think of like monitoring your glucose, your nutrition. Of course, right. that's obvious. But people don't think of lifting weights to help with being no. pre-diabetic. And I think that's so great. I love that you shared that because it's another motivator for me. Right. It's to like, get oh, in there yes, and like, work on my 
building my muscles and mm-hmm. I just hear I just keep hearing work. how good that is and so yeah if you want that cake honey build up those <laughs> muscles get some biceps yes. going and, like, like, enjoy like we gotta yeah like put the what did I used to say something like put it to work right like, yeah if you're gonna eat the, the muffin like put it to work like, right put it to the booty <laughs> go lift you know yes. but actually and yeah then I'm like oh that's actually what you I mean I feel do. like back in the day it was like run a million miles but I mm-hmm. feel like now we are just learning so much more about the benefits of weightlifting yeah so it's like instead of trying to punish yourself by running a million miles why don't you just like enjoy yourself and then when you go back in the gym like lift heavy girl yeah, like go it, for it yes like use that extra energy yeah lift heavier yeah for sure okay I love that all right yeah. so anyway the question so yeah. there's a second <laughs> like, oh yeah number two number so, two yeah, number one yeah. is like lifting making you bulky yes no it's very hard to build muscle okay. do it lots of reasons do it but number two is that you know, people eat a certain way or do a certain thing to lose fat when they're, when they have a fat loss goal. Yeah. And we don't want to do that. If you have to eat a little less, which Mm. is called eating in a deficit Mm -hmm. to lose fat. And it should always be a conservative deficit. Yeah. Unless you're like, you know, we're not crash dieting here. Right. We're, We're doing it in a safe, appropriate way. Yeah. But if you are even still, you shouldn't eat in that deficit forever. Forever. Yeah. Because then over time you teach your body to maintain on less which is where right. the problems can come in years later. Maybe you don't notice it right away because it's just a little bit less. But yeah. over years and years, you could be developing even just nutritional deficiencies mm. from just not getting mm-hmm. enough food. For That's sure. really common. Um, and so after you've achieved your goal, or even if you have a long ways to go to get to your goal, I always tell people, you know, we, we might not get there right away in the first, you know, three months, but we want to bring those calories back up and you know, make sure you're eating enough. Regulating your body's like almost like not resistance, but like your body's ability to break down an amount, I guess. Yeah. Like when you like break down fat, fat, and then also like absorbing the food that you're eating. So it's like, you're saying if after, you know, a couple months of eating in deficit, Mm -hmm. like you want to, eventually you got, you want to add those calories back in, like basically getting your body to the point where it's like not so dependent on that deficit uh, that deficit that yes. smaller amount it's like this is a short-term thing we're gonna drop calories a little bit right. to get the ball rolling and lose and then we bring it up for a little make sure your your hormones are regulated right. Right. make sure you you still have muscle we're not like starving yeah you know we're not doing this isn't forever yeah a lot of people will feel and they're excited they feel success they're like i dropped it yeah you know and i lost and maybe they only had 10 pounds to lose so they hit that goal but then they're they think they have to stay there forever to, oh like, maintain. yeah right and it's like no now there's this whole post I'll call it a post diet plan okay where it's all it is really is we, like you said we got to bring those calories back up back so you can continue to thrive and have energy. as a human being like yes. now that you're like where you want to be like yes let's live your life in a sustainable yeah. way like eating out when you're in a deficit like when people are working with me and they're really working to lose fat it's like yes eating out is going to be more difficult because you have less to work with yeah of course there's sacrifice to achieve your goal yeah but it won't be like that forever because right we're going to bring that back up and because people will ask me like, well, how are you eating this set when you eat out? And I'm like, well, I, I'm not eating 1500 calories. Right. I'm eating 2000 plus a day. Right. So you got lots it's to different. work with. It's, you can have more fun and enjoy your life. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, to summarize, it's like we don't stay there forever. That's also motivating, I think. Yeah. And it gives people an end in sight. Yeah, like put in the work now because it's temporary. It's going to be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Temporary. I think that's really good. I think a lot of people do. That's a good, that's a good myth buster because yeah. I think a lot of people do think that like 
they just naturally have to stick with exactly what got them to their like level they want to be at. They're Mm -hmm. like, now I just have to do exactly this. And it's like, you're saying that that's not true. No, you want to bring your metabolism back up, but you do it gradually enough that you can kind of adjust to it. Love that. Yeah. I'm learning so much from you. I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like a nerd and all this stuff anyway, like in health and all that, but like, it's not really a side um, we brought on a nutritionist so far in this season, but like I'm wanting to do a lot more in like health and wellness yeah. and like, cause that's stuff I'm like really, really stoked about. Yeah. Um, and even still, that. I feel like I'm, I'm learning so much from you cause you're like, you're a pro. Like this is thank what you, you do. So like, hopefully you would be a pro, <laughs> Thank you. but I you're, appreciate that. yeah. So thank you for sharing those, um, myth you're busters so with welcome. us. Okay. So you're launching a course. Yes. Which is really exciting. So you're, it's a course for women, right? Uh, optimizing their health. So what can participants, clients, future, whatever, how, what can they look forward to in this course? And what topics will it cover? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm creating a course so that I can basically combine all of this information in one place versus just being like, I used to always do macro boot camp, which was this virtual like macro-based course basically with coaching. Okay. And okay. it's so much more than macro. So now... In my course, you can learn everything you need to know if you're interested in we love tracking that. your macros. And of course, macros are cool because you can track to lose fat, to gain weight, right. to just maintain. Like that's a lot of goals. Yeah. Um, and it can be a tool you learn and put in your toolbox for life. But yeah. what about all the things we talked about, like sleep, yeah. disease prevention, grocery shopping, how to get into weightlifting for the first time if you've never been in a gym. Right. And then, I mean... Which is just terrifying, by the way. Like, I'm stepping into that. I am literally (laughs) terrified of the gym, and I think that's my that's my downfall. Because like, I'm also really short, Mm -hmm. and like a lot of the machines, like some of the machines, I actually can't even use because like they don't like shorten to the to your level to my level. (laughs) You're like, and so I'm like just standing there trying to adjust forever, and I'm like, that's terrifying. It is. I mean, I. I've been in a gym for my whole life, so I shouldn't be intimidated. And sometimes, because I'm used to my own, like, your own machine. I'm not, yeah. like, in this big box. But, but like, some I understand it's what scary. you would feel like. If I'm in a big box gym that I've never been in before, I'm like, yeah, it is. You're like, who's looking at me? Is someone in this machine? How's this machine? Look? I sweat like, more <laughs> working on the machine oh than gosh. I do at my actual and if workouts. It's stuck and rusty, you're just like, I guess I I'll literally to the next I, one. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. I, I think I sweat more trying to like navigate the machines around. Yeah. Literally. This is part of my workout. Yeah. Like literally moving things around and like adjusting things is actually part of my workout. Yeah. And also my fear of being watched. Is, being watched. I know. <laughs> like that is the biggest one I hear. It's like people like watching. I always try to say, and I trust me, I feel you. Cause I feel, we all feel that way. Yeah. It's uncomfortable, but try to, when you are feeling like that, try to remind yourself. Everyone's like everyone phone. is. It, well, oh yeah, well, everyone, like everyone's thinking of themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're all like in the selfish society <laughs> where everyone's on their phone, yeah, not even paying attention. Yeah, and usually the people that women are most intimidated by usually are like the men. Yeah, and the men are the ones I see doing the worst form in the gym. Oh yeah, <laughs> from my own experience, not to like dig the men, but no, I mean, I've seen it. It's usually the men it. that are the overconfident ones that they're are like doing throwing like their bad bodies. They're like rolling I'm like, their. I'm like, dude, yes. you're gonna throw out your I don't even know a whole lot but I know you're gonna throw your back out (laughs) I look at my clients like in the gym and I'm like you're doing a great job that's not right what you're doing is right (laughs) you're fine yeah but not I mean not to nobody deserves to be 
bashed on their of form, course but, of course you know, like you know you just have to remind yourself people are doing the best they can yes. and they're to better themselves and they're yeah. on their phone they're not even looking at you yeah and it, it you know so that's part of what's in your course. course I literally will walk <laughs> you through like what machines are how to okay. use them that's and how really to start helpful. at home like just get a few dumbbells and some bands start with your couch and your Love living that. room and then when you build the confidence with the movements like transitioning to the gym oh, good so a little bit of everything in one place Oh, I love that. That's yeah. so helpful. I'm so glad. Yeah, that's going to be so nice. So you're working on that now. Do you have like now. an idea when that's going to be coming out? It won't be till the new year. Okay. But um, my clients will get first dibs. Like sneak <gasps> oh, okay. And get to kind of try it out and give me feedback. So Aww. yeah. Okay, so that's an incentive. A little. <laughs> Maybe a small one. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So you've also mentioned the importance of being a lifelong learner. Yeah. Okay. And like obviously the gradual thing is a big part for you. Um, how do you personally stay updated and continually evolve in your field of health and wellness? I can't stop. I feel like this is um, <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. I can't stop. I just, I need to do, I need to learn less. <laughs> I need to chill and like pick a lane. No, never, it's, never. <laughs> it's hard. I just, I think finding, just find things that excite you. I yeah. find social media is great for like a, a positive. I know social media gets a bad rap for, you know, you go down these rabbit holes, but social media is where I get so I learned so much from social media. People. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'll stumble across somebody and if I, if they're, you know, obviously a professional or an they have credentials, in their space, yeah, yeah, of course, I will be like, I'm taking your course, you yeah. know, like, um, and then I just, I'm like, okay, here I am. I'm enrolled right now. I actually enrolled in two courses right now. Okay. Um, for credits for the new year, which will, Amazing. one's very like weightlifting specific okay. and programming specific, but it's just something that I'm like, I need to know how to do. Are that. you like so cool. learning a lot? Like, is so it like much. teaching you? Yeah. And it's all just, I wouldn't have even known this course existed or the person if it wasn't for Instagram. Yeah. So it's just, I think that you just, anything that excites you, even if I don't know how it's going to, obviously this will help my business. Of course. Regardless, I would just want to know. Yeah. So if it I piques think, your interest, like why not just kind of fall down that yeah. rabbit hole? And just, you never know what you might think. Like I haven't done a 180 in, in my career right yeah. now, like yet, yeah. but I know people that have maybe learned one small thing yeah and they just it was their new passion the light bulb went off yeah and they're like this is what I'm doing now so you just never know what will like light you up and become a strength or something so yeah I think you just got to follow what excites you and like lights you up yeah no I completely agree which is kind of fun because it's kind of what curiosity is all about right it's like literally just following that curiosity it's very on brand it's very on brand (laughs) (laughs) which is why you're here because I know this is part of who you are you know Yeah. yeah we are aligned and that's like the everyone that I'm bringing on to an into Curio City, mm-hmm. it's like, as you you saw and you've like heard me say, curious cuties, like it's it is like we are a community of people who just like want to keep learning. So mm-hmm. when you're like, maybe I shouldn't, I'm like, no, no, no not here. <laughs> like here, that is one of our like main tenets. It's like we just stay curious. So yeah. anyway, I love that you said that. Thanks. Okay, while you mentioned that you like are not. Um, you don't consider yourself spiritual or religious. Yeah. Um, which I love. Um, because like we're all, we've all come from different places. All of our guests have come from like different like positions in life when it comes to like, some people have, were raised religious and are completely not now. Some people like are spiritual and some people are whatever. It's just yeah. very varied. Um, but do you find any like overlap or connection between spirituality and well-being in like your coaching practice? 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think the mindset part Mm. and it's almost bigger than yeah it's almost like the most important Mm. in a way I hate to say that because so much of what I do is physical physical. (laughs) but your mindset and relationship with yourself or spirituality just like where you are in that sense Mm. is going to hold you back yeah it's not in a good place um, and be the roadblock that we have to work through, yeah. or it will be the, the reason why you're able to kind of unlock another potential, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So I feel like that's never top. I won't say never, but rarely is that what people even think about or, right. or conscious of, Yeah. but it's as a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I observe it does that. have that overlap for sure. Yeah. Where I'm like, Oh, you are very spiritual and in tune with yourself yep. and just you just hear people like I'm talking to people all day and reading their yeah. self-reflections right and it's just evident too in how people talk to themselves yeah and talk about themselves yeah and that's fascinating it is so fascinating and like you can't you could say all day like yeah I'm gonna go to the gym but if your brain doesn't let you go to the gym you're not going yeah. Like you, you literally cannot get your physical body into a gym if your brain doesn't say yes. We're going to the gym. Yeah, it, and also your self-limiting beliefs. Yeah, I mean, or just how you identify. Mm-hmm. I think, at, and what your potential. Is. Like I'm, I'm, You're, I'm this person who's always gonna be overweight, or I'm this person who's never going to be disciplined enough, or I'm like all these limiting beliefs. Like you're gonna follow through with what you're repeating in your mind right yeah or if you've never been a person if you never played sports and you didn't grow up in a family that was like Mm. active Mm -hmm. or had any experience you know in a gym you almost just that's you just say like that's not the kind of person I am or will be yeah I'm not an act so it's like like, it's not my DNA yeah yeah and it's and and so because so going to the gym just does it feels out of character right and you just can't get aligned, you know, it's like almost like why well, you don't associate or identify as a person that goes to the gym. Right. Or and it doesn't have to be the gym, you know, it could be sure. like whatever class whatever. or go for a walk or a run. But yeah, if you've never done that. And it and you just have that mental block of like, well, I'm not that's not me. Yeah. Versus the people who have that more free flowing um mm. Uh, growth mindset right where they're like well I, I've never done that before but I would like to become a person sure who does this in their morning routine yeah. I would like to become a like I've, I've heard people say I like to become a person that you know orders the healthy thing on the menu at the restaurant and yeah. not the craziest thing the because fried, they're out to blah, eat blah 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 whatever and, yeah and so yes maybe right now they have this habit or pattern of coming home and sitting on the couch or coming going to a restaurant and ordering the fried food because it's a treat every Mm, time mm -hmm. but they have in their mind this potential of like well I want to be this person who actually behaves differently right so just that is enough because it's like now we can act as if right we can start how do you how do you tell you make how do you deal how do you help those people who are like I my family like I can I'm not that person I'm not the person who does who goes to the gym I'm not the person who moves my body like how do you help them I think it's talking through and reassuring people that they have they're the creator of mm. their destiny as mm-hmm. cliche and corny no as i sounds, mean right it's like like I it's think true people, though 
it sounds, yeah, a little corny, but people love the reminder. And when we actually get into it and talk about it, I feel like most of my clients are like, oh my gosh, thank you for reminding me of that. You almost forget that you have choices and you right. have a power and that your life gets to be, you know, Whatever obviously you, there's things out of our control, but yeah. we get to decide what it looks like, yeah. you know, and you get to create your own life and you don't have to be the person you were yesterday, tomorrow. Yeah. You literally can change whenever you want because you're yeah. a free adult. <laughs> and this is again why and, people feel like it's therapy. <laughs> yes, because this is the conversation. This is like literally what I say. I'm like, you get to choose. So yeah. it's, so it's like meditating or journaling mm-hmm. or, or just talking in a session about like, what if there were no limits? Like, what would your dream life be? Yeah. And like, how, what's the tiny baby step that we can take to start acting as if? Yeah. And, and I love that. And that's kind of where we start. I love <laughs> basically you take them to church. <laughs> You're like, I'm like bringing you to therapy. They're like, okay, I didn't know I needed that voice now. Like, yeah. Going off in voice notes. <laughs> oh, you record them? Oh, yeah. yeah. We do like, we'll do voice notes sometimes, a phone call or voice notes yeah. in my coaching sessions. And yeah. It's like, I'm sure if somebody was to watch me leaving my voice notes being like, <laughs> no, that's, it makes it so much more personable be. though. People can like, it really seeps in whenever Versus they hear a voice oh, saying yeah. it to them. They're like, oh, this woman is literally telling me I have potential. Like I hear, she's literally saying it with her yes. mouth. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Like you just need to hear it. Like, yeah. By the way, did you forget? Like yeah. this is your life. You get to choose. Oh. So if you don't like the way it is now, like that's okay. Like yeah. what, what are we going to do? What yeah. are we going to do about it? Because that's what inspires me. It doesn't mean that'll work for everybody, but that's kind of like, right. that is the self-talk I give my, or the tough love I give myself yeah. when I'm in a rut or yeah. making bad choices or don't like my life. I literally have to just tell myself, what are you doing? You right. get to choose. Right. You're like, what don't you like? Right. Start over. You I know? feel like the, the people who are motivated by people being mean to them wouldn't work with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not, not gonna work really drill sergeant yeah lives, no that's not really what you're um <laughs> promoting love, a little sass but yeah not but loving yeah but loving, I would okay say. yeah a kindergarten noted. teacher with literally <laughs> i was gonna say back to your like teacher self <laughs> not for everyone oh my god um okay can you share some challenges you faced in your journey as a health coach and how you overcame them yes do you mean more working with other people or like personally? I'd say personally. Like, yeah. Well, um, I mean, whatever or, comes to your mind, honestly. Yeah. For, you know, in my day to day and yeah. working as a health coach, I think, uh, ooh, this is the first thing that comes to my mind is wanting to lead by example, obviously. Uh-huh. Right. Which I feel like I do, hopefully. <laughs> but also finding moments where I'm like, not perfect and that like here I am taking people to church (laughs) your potential and giving yourself grace and being patient and then sometimes I'm hard on myself and I'm not living my fullest potential or self-sabotaging for sure you know not all the time but like I'm not perfect perfect. right and so that I think is the biggest ongoing challenges just I'm a human going through life too yeah and going through hard things and not always um I, I want to lead by example. So yeah. in moments when I feel like, ooh, that's not like I'm not my healthiest or I didn't sleep great. I'm like, what's going on with me? I love when you share those things, though. It's because it because it, you do share them like on your stories mm-hmm. sometimes. And like, I think it makes you relatable. Like you're like, oh, she isn't like, yeah, people want to know that you're not perfect. That Thank you for saying that. I feel like I need that 
reminder personally because yeah. I think in my head I just go, oh gosh, like this is a bad example. Like I'm like, just showing that I'm like messed up or whatever. Yeah, but it's like, like, no, it's it's good. Worry that people are like, get it together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but no, I just, you know? I feel like it just makes you real. Yeah. So that people, whenever you do say like those positive reminders, you're like, people can trust you because you're also having to tell yourself that, That's you know? That's true. Yeah, like nobody's a robot. Right. So it's, it's okay. Yeah. But it is, I think that is the hard part is to continue to lead by example and yeah. be conscious of how like you're treating your body and, and managing stress because, yep. you know, you, like you have to, to be my best self and be able to like, you know, do have these like vulnerable conversations with people. I need to be like on my game. Yeah. And, and also at the same time, you know, be okay with being a human and resting and yes. entrepreneurship is constant. Yeah. So you work a lot and yeah. you're hard on yourself and you care about your people. You know, it's, yeah. it's whenever you're creative or you work for yourself, it's always It's like a, a full battle. time. Yeah. It's all the time. Like how can you make, not make it like full time basically? Yeah. And I think like your honesty makes people and your clients and potential potential clients feel comfortable to tell you the truth too. Because I yeah. feel like I could see like having that like accountability wanting to lie that's true <laughs> you know could yeah. be like I just don't want her to think I'm like lazy or I don't want her to think I'm like blah 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 but if you're like posting yeah like if you know you're sharing the times and you're like oh I didn't get a workout in yesterday or I whatever yeah you know whatever it is you end up sharing I feel like it gives room for people to be like okay all right I also blah 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 struggled. yeah I also yeah. struggled I also got like no sleep last night I also went out two nights ago, yeah. you know, whatever it was. Um, so anyway, I want to yeah. commend you for that. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. I needed that. Check yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all it's, need that. Yeah. Like the bit of encouragement, but just to be authentic and like real, I think mm-hmm. it's like really important. Thank you. Um, okay. Do you have any inspiring success, success stories from like your clients that you like to highlight? I have to say my mom. Oh my God. Because of Cute. course, if it's your mom, like you have to bring it up. Yeah. But I, have to say that is my favorite mm. success story because um, her, I will say this helped make it, this helped make it even more, or helped her become more successful because yeah. she had a good mentality going into it. Okay. Very patient. Mm-hmm. She had no agenda in timeline. You know, she okay. was like, I've struggled with my weight yeah. for a long time. So any, if I can get there and show, you know, kind of had that uh, she had that perspective of like if I can even do this I'm gonna just be so proud of myself I don't care how long it takes yeah and so helping her kind of build that self-confidence and show like you can do this is the most rewarding thing and we're still on this the journey together yeah um I think when I first taught her about macros and this she'll be okay with me sharing this yeah kind of funny she thought the numbers were like a suggestion I think like she was tracking for probably three to six months but like wasn't actually (laughs) like hitting her goals you know she was like kind of like was this good enough like why isn't anything happening yeah and it almost to the point where I was like are you trying (laughs) (laughs) like my mom like what don't you get like and so we had that conversation yeah no no you actually have to hit (laughs) that's so funny like nothing happened yet like just please trust me right yeah and then she's like, all right. Like, it clicked. She was like, all right, like, whatever. Let's do this. Yeah. Hits them. And, like, immediately think, like, 
the scale started dropping. Oh, and she's like, wow. oh, I'm like, <laughs> a few months later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So like yeah. there was that little interim buy-in period to right. really figure out like I'm tracking my nutrition, but like. Like if you're tracking, but not adjusting, it's not going to do yeah, much. It's like, you, this isn't like a suggestion to be in range. You have sure. to like nail it. <laughs> That's so <laughs> and funny. And then things started to change. Yeah. And then she also had cr- a lot of knee pain and struggled yeah. to even like go up and down stairs. Oh gosh. Because of, and of course working out didn't want to, why would you want to run or work out when you're in like right. robbing knees? Yeah. So we had that big obstacle to get over where we had to build strength in it. So you have to lift, but in ways that aren't going to like make it worse in the, you know, to build that strength up. And so she went from not being able to do any type of lunging or traditional things you would do, um, a lot of modifications to probably within six months being able to just do a regular, any regular workout with full on lunges and weighted everything and no pain on the stairs. Wow. So, and she has this thing that monitors, you know, her body composition. She's Uh like, my bone density went up at like 57 years old. Oh my God. And it was just cool to like, you know, see bone density go up, confidence go up. She built wow. her own gym in her base in her basement and has oh, like a home gym set up. That's so great. And lost a bunch of weight and is still like doing it on her own with very little guidance from me. <sighs> Just like kind of monitoring. Yeah. But that was like my she's my favorite client. Oh, that's biased. so great. It's also nice to be able to that it's your mom. So you could just like say all the details. Yeah. And give her like <laughs> like mother. <laughs> yeah, what for happened sure. to your fiber? <laughs> Literally. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's it's fun. And of course, obviously when it's family like that, you can experiment. It's rewarding it's in a re- different way. And you, it means a lot, yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. Well, I'm gonna have to like pick your brain later about the knee thing because I have knees that like I mentioned yeah that they give me trouble so I fear for my future I've got some Um, exercises okay great I would start doing oh gosh I would love that because I'm like when I'm doing leg days and like doing the little kick out things like they are not okay like they're not happy so like I need I need help. Need so well, anyway, I'll pick your brain we'll do that. Like personally about that <laughs> <For sure. laughs> later. Um, okay. So I love, love, love that success story. Um, what are your future plans and goals for the Fit Life community and your coaching programs? Oh, well, I would, I already am starting this, but I would love to, to do a podcast. Just a, That's not really amazing. a Fit Life community related goal, but it kind of is because yeah. What I'm starting to do is have guests come into the community, experts. So Amazing. it's kind of like a private podcast. Yeah. Just for my clients. That makes sense. Yeah. And there's so many women in the FitLife community right now who are experts in their own fields mm-hmm. and rights, which is like even better because, you know, we're just like we're doing completely different things. You're me. They yeah. might be therapists. Yeah. Or, um, uh, one of my friends who I actually have known for years and we went live together on my Instagram page, Cody, she's a pharmacist and a oh, hormone cool. expert and just like very niche expertises that yeah. m- aren't necessarily my strength. Yep. That's already in the community. That's amazing. Yeah. A lot in the wellness type space, mm-hmm. um, which is so cool. So I feel like this has kind of been a slow, gradual build of, yeah. you know, adding more value to the community with these mini podcasts. And then yeah. hopefully maybe if it, feels right I would love to kind of expand that that's yeah that um, would be really cool I mean I recommend podcasting I love it cool I mean, can't stop I just love them I just love the um I guess if you're a curious person there's just like something for everyone there is so it's just like my one of my favorite forms of media to consume yes same just obsessed so I'm like if same. I spend all my time listening maybe I should 
That's how I feel you know, too. Like any time, anything too. that I like consume a lot of, I'm like, okay, should I get involved in this somehow? Yeah. Because obviously I like it. You li- exactly. <laughs> so like, what else can I we am. add to the to the plate? But yeah, no. In the in the community, just continuing to add more value and more yeah. like actual live um, Q and A sessions. Because cool. I already go live in the community to answer questions. Yeah. Um, every month, but okay, you know, more people. Spice it up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there is. That's really cool. That's coming. Yeah. That's coming. It's in the works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Potentially a future podcast. Yeah. We'll see. Put it out. Of course, that is coming out. So, (laughs) like, you got a lot going on, girl. Um, Okay. So, last question. Mm -hmm. I know we've, like, been all over the map. But, like, that's how we are. That's just who we are. It is. Um, Okay. So, you've mentioned the importance of curiosity. Mm -hmm. And um, especially as a lifelong learner. How do you encourage curiosity in your clients and how has it benefited benefited you in your career? I love this question. Oh yeah, me too. Good <laughs> I think that sometimes it when in a coaching relationship, you mm-hmm. tend to think that the person that is the professional or the expert is like the giver of knowledge and Mm -hmm. like knows everything yeah and I really try and I think I got this from my teaching background where it was like your learning is just as much from the kids as they learn yeah it's like a you know give and take give and take relationship Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of where it comes from but I'm very much like let's try it yeah you know like I try to encourage my clients to trust themselves yeah like if this doesn't feel right to you I trust you it's your body yeah like let's explore this avenue or I will refer them out if it's not my area of expertise and be like let's do lab work or maybe you should go see this person mm. or um I don't maybe know the answer but I love this resource mm. let's mm-hmm. look at it yeah and and see what we can find and I think they start to build confidence in themselves themselves. and realize like oh you're not going to just fake you're not dogmatic and going to be like I'm standing on my soapbox this is the only way right well people can hurt themselves that way if they're not listening to their body it's like and I don't and I'm learning with you you know I will be honest about what I know and don't know yeah and I think that encourages self like confidence and more self-awareness I hope and I think that's helped my business because people feel empowered and trust yeah. me more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so then the relationship becomes a much longer term relationship and they're more yeah. likely to refer a family member you know it just becomes a lot deeper than a tr- like a tr- I need a trainer or something right. you know yeah. it just really becomes like oh I actually should explore this and I try to <laughs> hopefully I create little um curious nerds. curious curious cuties <laughs> of your own yes. I'm gonna say geeks and I'm like what's, what's the word because I always call myself I'm like I love geeking out about yeah this stuff and I want to like express and share that passion, right no you know? I love that that's how you like approach it I I feel like when the podcast used to be deconstruct as well the whole time I've been very adamant about I don't want to say what you should believe I don't want to say what you should you know stand by or anything like that I will say I will encourage you to ask questions Mm -hmm. um because that's naturally who I am also if I give an opinion I'm not saying that that's the opinion you you need to have I'm Mm -hmm. just saying that that's where everything I have researched everything I have found to this point this is what I think is like Mm -hmm. a good thing to to live by or something I believe in right now 
I'm not saying that that's like what you need to do. I'm I'm just trying to I'm just being open, honestly, about what it is I'm experiment experimenting with life. And you get to watch that essentially. And you hopefully the listeners, curious cuties, are able to hear are what we're moving through and what we're learning and what are is exciting us and then maybe take something that like resonates with you but then also hopefully that just ignites like a curiosity then you like hear one thing maybe it's one thing we had in this conversation and hopefully you just like run with that you're like oh my gosh wait what did they say about that like weightlifting stuff like and then you just go crazy on it you know Mm -hmm. like you just can't get enough of it like that's the whole point is for you to hear like basically one thing and just go oh my gosh I'm gonna deep dive into whatever that is like you have an hour hour and a half long episode where you could just pick one thing and go nuts yeah and I love that that's kind of how you approach it too with like your clients you're like let me give you a format but listen to you. Mm-hmm. You know your body best because it's literally your body. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what works for me. Here's other options. Let's give it a try. Oh, my gosh. I'm obsessed. You're amazing. Thank you. Um, no, okay. Appreciate it. Let us know where people can find you. Amazing. Well, on my Instagram page, Ashley Christine Fitness with a K-H. Yep. Funny spelling. And AshleyChristine.com, okay. which is where you can learn more about the Fit Life membership and training here in Nashville and all that fun stuff. Perfect. And I will have all the links in the description of the podcast episode so you guys can find it all cool. and find her links, like her Instagram, all of that website. It will be there. Thank you. Um, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Of course. So You're incredible. And to all of you, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. And until next time.